Hi, this is Brian Ibbett from The Morning Stream, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. I'm no doctor, but that sounds painful. Any survivors? The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have seized control of the airways. This is Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. For Sunday, the 16th of February, 2014, this is Casually Hardcore, and I'm Gnome Wise. I am Dexa. And I'm Grail. And we have recovered from various things. Mostly. In my case... The plague. Mm-hmm. In your case, the parties. <laughs> yeah. And then the plague. Plague first, then parties. Yeah. Plague, plague was involved. Plague was al- always involved. present <laughs> at some point in time. The ever-present plague. Yeah. Yes. The parties were the most fun thing to recover from, though. Right. For sure. Well, speaking of, I mean, the the nature of the party, mm-hmm. um, which sadly Iolite and I missed because we were deep in the grip of the plague at that time. Uh, I'm old. You're older you're than you've say? ever been, and now you're even older, <laughs> mm-hmm. and now you're even older. Yes, the traditional song is yes. being sung. Happy recently past birthday, Daxa. Yeah, that was that was a big one. Yep. But you know, really truthfully, I don't know why people freak out about this. It's I mean, it's a big number, but it doesn't it didn't really do much for me. Uh huh. Just keep telling yourself that. No, I really did it. In in the in the dark hours of of the night, <laughs> rocking back and forth. <laughs> It really isn't that important. It really <laughs> isn't that important. It really isn't that important. Oh, uh, no. It didn't bother me at all. Actually, I had a blast. Good times. So you, you soothed the whole transition with alcohol. You see what you did there? Not only with alcohol. I made all my friends dress up, which is even better than alcohol. <laughs> yes, you had a themed. Well, uh, yeah. Only way to do cause it. Because it's you. <laughs> but your theme was superheroes and supervillains. Yes. And there was some fairly epic uh, costume cosplay going on there, according to the pictures I saw on, yes. the, on the Facebook. My sister went all out. She painted herself blue to be Mystique. That was that was a big one. Um, and her boyfriend was Wolverine, and he did his hair up like Wolverine. It was freaking funny. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah, the hair was, the hair was a particularly <laughs> nice yeah. touch, I thought. So that was Many good. bottles of Aquanet was... died to make this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was well done. It was well done. I mean, I really didn't do all that much other than buy a rogue t-shirt and throw some, you know, white streaks in my hair. It wasn't all that. It doesn't have to be super complex. Yeah, uh, yeah, it didn't. And a lot of people were just wearing t-shirts, but it looked good in a big picture altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I make this look good. That's right. <laughs> and Arch Nemesis approaches. Yes, Arch Nemesis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I banged on the head. Uh-oh. Why did you do that? <laughs> You having trouble finding? Yeah. She seems very wounded. Yeah, 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 she <laughs> totally, she's bleeding out. Oh, God, she runs yeah. away. <laughs> Just want to make sure it's acknowledged. Yep. Yeah. I got hit. I got hit. <laughs> he did it. This happened. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> 
yes, Iolite uh, is uh, many thousands of feet in the sky oh. en route to the mothership. Uh, she's going to visit the uh, the employer in far off lands. Hmm. A monthly trip. So we'll be having our, our dosages of interfere. Just, just brace yourself yeah. for it. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm loving what's coming in through the wall here. Yeah. Get away from me. <laughs> The love between siblings. It just yeah. cannot be overstated. It I, is. I know. That's how I feel all the time when my sister, she's always trying to hug me, and I'm like, get away! Get, away <laughs> get me. off me! Why are you touching me? So there's some formalities to get out of the way here uh, in the form of our producer hanging out in the IRC, mm. May, our very own IRC rep. Barry White, save my life. The Barry Vaughn Awesome is hanging out there. If you have things to bring to our attention, please send personal messages to Barry VA, and he'll line them up for us. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I guess, something he does. Sure, why not? Mm. It's a thing in a place with a guy. That's true. And we are already deeply within. Tangents are kind of a big deal. Yes. They are indeed. Well, one good thing, though, I mean, there's several good things that came out of my birthday. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of good stuff. One good thing, though, that came out of my birthday that was epic and was not expected at all was my present from Grail uh-huh. to me. Which is currently gracing the table in Which front of you. Which is currently gracing the table. <laughs> Tell the nerds at home all about it. Nerds at home. I, I actually, Grail was wonderful enough to get me a um, Surface Pro 2. Right. And which is everything that I've been complaining about the iPad that it doesn't do this and it doesn't do that and it doesn't do this. And I really wish I had something that was as small or small like the iPad, but did all this. The Surface Pro 2. Oh, my God. Yep. I have not put it down. I take it to work with me. I take it everywhere. I, love, I hug it and squeeze it, it and call it George. I call it George. It's amazing. It does everything. Everything I've been complaining about that. The iPad didn't do. Really, it's only Achilles' heel is battery life. Yeah, you 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 do get spoiled with battery life on an iPad, um, and it has pretty much the battery life of an Ultrabook because that's essentially what the hell right. it is. Yes. But I think you get spoiled the life on the iPad, but I don't use the iPad as much as I would use the Surface. No. Right. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those it's things. a double whammy. You're going to use it more, so yeah. you're going to need AC more. But you kind of look at it and you're like, well, but I think it also, you kind of can live with it because you're like, well, I am using this like way more than I was using my iPad, right. so I can understand I need to charge it more. Um, but yeah, obviously it's not quite that battery life, but the two did, it's a very big improvement over the one. Right. The, the Pro was nice. Right. The Pro 2 is I think one of the most underrated electronic products out there, especially yeah. amongst Microsoft's products. Oh yeah, it is all that in a bag of chips, and it's just it's overshadowed by some horrendously bad marketing and its its sister products, the Windows RT devices, yeah. which came to market oh, are first, terrible. are horrifyingly yeah. bad, and so I think it suffers. I mean, I, I'm routinely pitching this to mm-hmm. clients and saying, no, you, you want a portable? What you want is a Surface Pro 2. Mm-hmm. And it's the one place where Windows 8 does not suck. No. Oh, it's be- awesome. Works really well. It's Perfect. designed for a touch interface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their biggest mistake was not modifying it for the desktop environment because right. for a mouse and a keyboard, it sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. But on your tablet... It's wonderful. It's the second coming. It is so the yeah. second coming. Well, I mean, it's just, it's a very good 
touch interface mm-hmm. on a tablet. Yep. It, it does everything you'd want it to do. But then when you're thinking like, well, I'm on a tablet and the the extra bennies that you get from having a full Windows OS on a tablet, it's like, oh, wow, I can install Steam on this. I yes. can install Office on this. I can put... I can connect a mouse to my tablet if I show desire. It's like, oh my god! Does it have a, a micro HDMI on it and stuff? So you can it, go up to a screen. I think so. One of yes, right here. Yeah. yeah. So you could even put it. Yeah. Just, you could you could dock yeah. it. Yeah. So I mean, it does un- enough stuff that's it like pretty memory, impressive. Um, yeah, it has a memory micro SD reader. reader. But really, for me, it's like the USB port. It's USB like, port. Ah, finally. finally. Easy way to transport my pictures from a camera or anything else to my actual surface is cake. Yeah. I was just like, plug it in. Oh, look at that. You just plug it into the side. And it just worked. Oh, what a concept. Right. It was fabulous. Yeah. So, yes, I'm in love with this thing, and I don't know how people can live without it. I mean, if you don't do what I want to do with it, obviously... If you don't want to play games, if you don't want to, well, good games, because mm-hmm. you can play games on the right, on right, the, on iOS iPad. devices. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, you can play games on them. But if you don't want to play like your Steam games, or if you don't want to do actual work which involves Excel and you know all that, then that's fine. Then the iPad is great. There's and a I, place for all these devices, yeah. but this one, if you want to, if you want a fully capable computer, basically in tablet form, or just yes. tiny bit bigger yeah. than yes. tablet form. It's yeah, perfect. it does pretty much what you which, want it to do. Yeah. And it is a little heavier, obviously. I think it's two pounds, right? Yeah. I mean, it's heavier, but I don't mind it at all. It works really well. If you get the keyboard with it, it's an amazing, amazing product. It's exactly what I've been looking for. And no, Microsoft is, sadly, not paying us anything for this. <laughs> no, no. It's ringing endorsement. I wish. That'd be a nice sponsorship. Yeah, get the occasional free Xbox One and Surface tablets for everybody sent to us. You ah, know? that'd be great. So, Microsoft, and I know you're listening. Of course. Uh, they always do. Chop, chop. Uh, I'll give you the P.O. box later in the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so funny, too, because like, uh, my parents are always like complaining about uh, their technology. And like for years, <laughs> I was just like, get an iMac. Get a Mac. You're going to like a Mac. Well, but blah, blah, blah. What about like just get the Mac? It'll do everything you want it to do, and it makes it really easy for you. So finally, they break down, and they buy uh, the full, you know, integrated into the screen right. Mac for their desktop. They're like, okay, we got the Mac, and they're like, this is really working well. This is so nice. I'm like, well, duh. I've only told you that for four years. Right. <laughs> so then they're like, you know, we really want a tablet, though, but we, re- we want to be able to like, do Quicken on it and some other stuff. So I'm like... Get a surface. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> they're like, but that's not Apple. I'm like, like get a get surface. <laughs> you have what? It's what you're asking for. Yeah. You don't know it, but it's what you're asking for. I know. For. It's like you have. I'm going based on your requirements. I understand it's a different company, and I'm bringing you back into Windows, but this is the tablet you want. So right. it's you know everything. This is not. You don't the have to be locked for. into to one, one company. Because yeah, yeah. I love my iPhone. Like, yeah, I yeah. can't live without my iPhone. My iPhone is awesome. Yeah, and also the Windows phones are not Horrifying. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to recommend a Windows phone. Yeah. It, it ain't the tablet. It ain't the tablet, that's for sure. But, I mean, ever since, you know, our first CES, what I've been looking for is this right here yeah. that is sitting in front of me. And I've been complaining about having something like this. And finally, now that I have it, this is exactly what I wanted. No, I look at the surface and I'm and I just have this feeling of finally right because you've seen Microsoft since the late 90s thrashing around with the whole tablet concept Mm -hmm. from Windows XP tablet PC edition right forward where they just they just tried to adapt 
the existing OS to it, and the you know the resistive touchscreens were horrible mm-hmm. with the styluses. Oh and, yeah. Uh, and then they just built it in to Vista, and they just built it in to Seven, but no one knew or cared. Right. <laughs> and then they basically rewrote it from the ground up and and made it the priority in Eight. And assassinated their desktop business in favor of, but then the Surface was born out yes. of that. So right, like, right. Can you guys only do one thing right at a time? Yeah, apparently. Uh, yeah, it's really, really frustrating. So, but yes. head so, desk. So one of my favorite gifts was my, my Surface. Couldn't tell. Yeah. Mm, love it. So we just spent you know nine minutes gushing right. about it. Right. <laughs> So, yes, apologies for missing uh, last Last week. week. The week before, we did the Great Hand Egg competition, also known as the uh, slaughter of the the horses. Yes. Wow, that was bad. And then the next week, it was simple uh, plague. Yes. Right. Um, Plague and... People in town and all well, you had, you had this is basically yeah. the, the holdover from yeah. the big and from the big yeah. birthday party. But even if you had been available, we would have been like, no, you, you don't want to stay away. We're, we're busy mutating right. the virus over here, and you don't want it again. Um, and we were just coughed all of your ears off. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so it, it yeah. was, it we was better for all involved if we take an extra week off. Yes. There. For sure. I'm still. The cough part of this still it lingers forever. Is lingering and I remember even when I was like, okay, I feel good, and it's like as soon as I like drink a glass of milk, it was just like coughing <laughs> for like two hours. <laughs> and, like I couldn't believe it. It took me forever to get to the point where it's like, okay, the cough is finally gone. Yeah. This uh, year's iteration of the crud is not good, not fun. Mm-hmm. And apparently, from what I was reading, people hits hits people in our age group particularly hard really? this this yeah. year for some reason. We had a big mix because yeah, our son came home <clears throat> saying, I don't feel good, which for him is like, oh my God, that must be like the death plague because right. he never is sick. He's unstoppable. So he kind of went, but he went for two days, but he really never got put down by it, but he did say, you know, throat bothers me. And then two days later, he's like, okay, I feel fine. Then I got like a head cold, like just yeah. full-blown head cold. No, nothing else other than that, but it was annoying enough. And Daxa got the full-blown sore throat, you know, I need, I need medical assistance to get over this. <laughs> version of it so now, both of our kids shrugged this off like it was nothing yeah. yeah arch nemesis woke up one night with a fever right gave her a dose of the children's ibuprofen right 20 minutes later she's out like a light and our nemesis was you know kind of out of it for most of a day you know, yeah. s- slept at, at kids club a bit instead of playing around and that was the extent of their involvement Islet and i were on our asses for four days yeah. solid when we went finally, you know, went to the doctor, got the good, the prescription for the good um, cough suppressant, right, and some uh, antibiotics just to make sure it didn't morph into Something different. Uh, pneumonia, mm-hmm. right. During um, <clears throat> that special middle ground, we have lung full of fluid waiting to be populated by bacteria. Yeah. So yeah, it was a viral infection, but here's some prophylactic uh, antibiotics. And yes, they just used the word prophylactic <laughs> in a sense. But when I went to pick up. The prescription at the drugstore. Balls. <laughs> Balls are touching. Must be gay. Um, make sure antibodies have protection. That's right. <laughs> Practice safe uh, disease. That's right. Went to, looked behind the counter at the drugstore. I just saw the line of, it. of uh, cough suppressing yeah. being filled. Like, okay, 
We're not alone. No, <laughs> no. They have like a giant like vat. They just dunk the bottle. Pretty much. In. In. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like their home brewers just of cough syrup. Yeah. So, but that, at least you know, getting the the sledgehammer stuff with codeine in it yeah. lets you sleep for yeah. most yep. of the night. Oh That's the makes you loopy as hell, but at least you're not. Herniating yourself, oh, coughing. Yeah. Like, right. I'm, I'm, like, waking I'm like, up I'm like throwing muscles out. Yeah. See how old and, and <laughs> decrepit I am getting. I'm like, I think I just got a hernia yeah. coughing because it, it was a three minute experience. That's why they say turn and cough. Yeah. <laughs> turn your head and cough. Only yeah. the man in the uh, chat room will understand. <laughs> Doctor Jellyfinger comes later. Yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, so. So uh, we're back though. We are back yeah. and. <laughs> Programmatic announcements abound. Um, so happy recent birthday, Daxa. Mm, thank you. As already observed, if you check out the shows tab on alphageekradio.com, you'll see we have some new live streaming shows. And some that were put in there quite a while ago and have now finally sorted out their technical issues and are oh. actually working. So the Daily Tech News Show is now actually the Daily Tech News Show. Uh, yeah, with, with Tom Merritt. Um yeah, we wound up having to replace the sound hardware on his Mac Mini. Ah. Because he actually managed to fry the onboard uh, audio output somehow, oh. which I thought was impossible. impressive. It was rather impressive. impressive. And we, we, we were in such disbelief about it. It's like we, we kept circling around the provinces. It couldn't be that. It couldn't be that. Oh, crap. It's that. Okay. Yeah. Um, one, oh. And then one USB sound card later, and everything's hunky-dory. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, Max can he break really it. He worked really hard. It's like my on tech that news one. is just so awesome that I fry sound cards. <laughs> <laughs> my voice just brings it down. Tom Merritt is the man. It's like uh, you know, rock band like smashing their guitars at the end. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I smash my sound card at the end of every show. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off here. Uh, also joining us, the Weird Things podcast with Justin Robert Young and Andrew Maine. Um, weird things. Weird things. What exactly does that entail? Weird things. Things that are weird. Yeah, give me an example of a weird Focus thing. on paranormal, paranormal stories. Oh, okay. Ah. Um, and just weird web kind of stuff mm. with a slant towards um, supernatural, you know, the, the mm. wacky stories of the weird you find out there in the world. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so... One end of the spectrum, fact-based reporting on technology on a daily <laughs> <Right>. basis. <laughs> Other end of the spectrum, ghosts in your house. Yeah. <laughs> and those of you who know Justin Robert Young and Andrew Maine know exactly what I'm talking about. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, they gave Andrew I missed Maine, a little of being gone. They gave Andrew Maine a TV show, so it must be doing something. I right. guess so. Yes. <laughs> Two guys in the extended local podcasting community that mm-hmm. we've got on Alpha Geek Radio who now have cable TV shows. That's awesome. Oh, that's cool. There's A&E's got Don't Trust Andrew Main, and coming up uh, later this month, I believe, the 24th, I want to say, Hacking the System with Brian Brushwood premieres really? on oh, cool. the National Geographic Channel. Oh, wow. That's yeah. really cool. So, uh, you know, we, we, got, we got Hollywood Connects now. Good for them. Booyah. That's awesome. It's a happy well, I hope thing. it goes well. It's like, lo- local, local boys done good is, is the kind of feeling <laughs> that gives you. It's like, their own cheering section. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I cancel cable? God. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, people well. I know are getting cable TV shows, and I can't, can't see it. Watch them the traditional <laughs> way, though both of them have uh, other totally legit ways you can get them through uh, iTunes and oh, Hulu okay, and yeah. such. So. There you go. Nice. Totally legit. 
Well, I mean, it's that's, like that's the irony of one of Brian Brushwood's shows with Tom Merritt is Cord Killers, right? Mm-hmm. Which is all about cutting the cord, right? And part of his livelihood is from a cable TV program. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what, can you consider <laughs> biting the hand that feeds you, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Just, sure there's an entire segment about how to get to A&E, though, at least. You or, think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This National, is very important to cut the cord. You have to make sure you're still subscribed. National Geographic Channel over here and A&E over here. Right. That's step one, is getting those two channels in your house. You damn skippy. Uh, so yes, check out so check out the new live shows, the ever growing roster. It's getting it got crowded to the point where we added the talk channel too. Yeah, we have the beta of the music channel in place and the placeholder for the special events channel. We still have the Indiegogo going for five more days, mm-hmm. and we are within striking distance of the next stretch goal, which will make the music channel a permanent fixture. And have us create and maintain the special events channels so that when we do things at like convention coverage, oh, that's it will like, not interrupt it, regular shows. shows. Yeah, which cool. is nice because we always had that problem. We are, we're always kicking people right. off on that. And, yeah. and it's going to be, and it was way, way worse because between the last time we did a con where we were doing live streaming and now, uh, quite a few shows have joined the network. Right. And yeah. I'm looking at this and like, oh, Crap, I would be screwing up all kinds of people's lives if I didn't. Especially Phoenix Comic Con, which goes on for a there's, there's long three days worth of, of, the, of the big yeah. constant stream. Um, you see some of the uh, announcements? Crowley's coming. Yes, Crowley's yeah. coming. I love that. I'm so excited. For me, he will always be Badger. Well, the, yeah, I mean, he was in it practically everything. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's one of those those faces Isn't that he's been around. He was in Doctor Who too, yeah. wasn't he? He's he had a bit part in Doctor yes, Who. Yes, I forget where he turned up. I'm like, oh, Badger. Yep. Yeah. Badger sighting. Um, he's awesome as Crowley, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you can't pull off the King of Hell, I mean, <laughs> you're right. doing you're doing something wrong. <laughs> Use car salesman style. But yeah, anyway, exactly. right, right, yeah. <laughs> and it should terrify you that I'm talking about this like I know what the hell I'm talking about. Why? Because I don't watch Supernatural. Oh, well, whatever. You've watched enough of Supernatural. No, I've been in the room enough when it's been (laughs) playing and fallen asleep to the dulcet tones of Crowley in my ear. Uh (laughs) Through the pillow over the side of my head. Uh Whatever. There... There's a spin-off. Thinks there's a spin-off show coming. You realize much. there's they're spinning off another show from Supernatural. Well, no, I didn't it. realize. Yeah, and not, I don't think it has a title yet, but there's going to be they're going to encounter a character. It's going to be all based in Chicago. Sound familiar? Yeah. Supernatural in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Okay, Dresden. Um, precisely. <laughs> I'm thinking, could you borrow from Dresden a little more transparently, guys? Um, but yeah, apparently the boys will encounter this character, which will then go off and do his own thing yeah. amongst the five ruling supernatural families that control Chicago. Well, that's very so, uh, Dresden. That too. is very Dresden-ish. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, granted, they were vampire families, but still. Speaking of Dresden, uh, I mean, he's got a book coming out. Yeah, yes, he does. This year, so, oh, I, can't I have wait. emails out to his publicist now. I saying, can't wait. You want to come wait. talk about it? You got stuff to promote? We got a radio show. Right. Come on down. So yeah, when we got him uh, right. Around the time Cold Days uh, came out last time, and this one looks interesting. Yeah. You re- have you read the, the little synopsis? No. I I read it, but I'm not sure. Did Did he have something else that came out that I missed? No. 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 So he did another right... compilation. I thought. Did he, he did. Do, he did some short stories, but they yeah. were that I was yeah. reading. Yeah. I but the he... the synopsis that they published for the next book, Mab basically rents him out yes. to right. to cover so one of her read. debts. <laughs> Yes. And, and she's renting him out 
to Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. So he's oh. basically going to go work for the goddamn devil. Yeah, I was wondering so when they were going to bring Dresden him back. Dresden was slightly worried that he might be working for the bad guys. Yeah. 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 You are working for the bad guys. You're working for the, the devil the himself. Guy. So yeah, Butcher's probably clearly having fun at Harry's expense this time around. So yeah. we'll be, it'll be fun to see where that hmm. where that winds up going. Yeah, that's for sure. No. I trust Jim Butcher to, to have a plan and have it make sense and... You know, the fact that he's stated that, no, this story has an end and I'm going to get there and I'm not just writing books for the sake of writing, writing books. books. <coughs> Jordan. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, he said 20 books, right? So Yeah. There's still many, we'll ma- see. many yet. Yeah. He still has there. time. But, I mean, that was a character that they never gave a real clear-cut final, he's dead, so. Yeah. <laughs> he's dead, Jim. Yeah. He's dead, Jim. I was curious. He's... Talked in passing a few times about revisiting uh, Alara, and in the oh, form yeah. of setting it in a steampunky future of that world. Oh, that'd be cool. Where I can see the where I can really see you know the magic system he had set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a you know, Victorianish sure. setting, yeah. fueling yeah. that style, and with the the revelations in that storyline of you know how the people. Living there clearly came from Earth. Right. Where he could do a story with someone from perhaps a technologically advanced sci-fi-ish Earth Coming recrossing there. that dimensional border and right. the conflict creating there mm-hmm. or or the Vord you know, leaping into our world or well, something. Yeah, I mean, I was never clear if they'd come from Earth or if this was just Earth after whatever happened. The way I interpreted it was basically a Roman Legion came through from Earth oh, okay. into Alera. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure of that or like some calamity had happened and then they got to the point where they had discovered the ruins of ancient Rome it and was, just built it was off vague. of that. Yeah. So you, I think our, either of our interpretations yeah. could be correct. Yeah. Um, I think he left it. But it, even reading. yeah, even if yeah. they didn't have somebody cross over, it, it would be a natural extension of them just progressing. I mean, he'd have to progress the the. the I don't know if you line. could use the same people unless you no, did he, your he, way. He actually was saying clear, I'm not going to use yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. it will no be way. set in the same universe. So it'd have to yeah. Yeah. many hundreds Maybe, of years yeah, in the future, in the and that'd be cool. Then you could yeah, you could do, get to it anyway. That's yeah. way more interesting to me than Codex Alera was originally. I didn't like it nearly as much. You had such problems with him. Yeah, a lot of problems with that one. Yeah, but he beats down. Dresden in every like, single novel it doesn't like, bother me as much you, you were just not in the mood you for it at stopped, that time you stopped yeah. reading because yeah. I stopped yeah. reading for a while <laughs> for about a year and then I picked yeah. it back up again but I, I like Dresden a lot more but, but the idea of yes. of him revisiting that universe in that particular way I think his style of writing would lend itself really well to mm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he might even deliberately target it at a young adult audience, which is a very rich furrow for authors right these now? days. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Get a movie or two out of it. Why not? Oh, speaking of mm. media adaptations, since okay. we're in the uh, tangent, tangent session, we're almost to the end here, but... Uh, We've got a lot to tangent about. Yeah. We've been gone Friend of... Uh, occasional friend of the network. We always always has time to give interviews and, and hang out at Phoenix Comic and John Scalzi. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, uh-huh. wrote a wonderful book, an award winning book last year. Uh, Red shirts, right? Has been optioned for a television series. Oh, oh that's really? cool. Yep, that's great. That's awesome. So it'll be interesting to see what angle they take it because it's a it's a very self aware book of where the the characters yeah. in the Star Trek style show become aware that they're being manipulated by powers outside their universe. And they, they clearly see when the, the narrative shows up and starts changing all the rules. Right. And 
they're they're learning how to just avoid getting killed to avoid becoming red shirts right. by learning the rules of the storytelling universe. Um, and so it's it's an awesome read. It's it's a fun poking fun at ourselves and our own story tropes sure. kind of a thing. Um, and I'm it could be really awesome or really bad right. as a television series. So I'm curious to see who like gets... Galaxy Yeah, it has the, the chance to be Galaxy it has, Quest. No, yeah. I feel it has yeah. that, that possibility yeah. if it's handled correctly. But it yeah. could. Now it's all you, about who winds up doing the writing and who winds yeah, up directing course, it. Is he just option and hands off or it's not clear okay oh. yeah because it's always hard when it's the hands off right because then no, it, then it, you it, never know well yeah. he's he's not new to the television universe mm-hmm. he was a technology and story consultant for stargate universe which was a large part why the the, the tech and stories that were very grounded right mm-hmm. um he, was, he helped them keep it you know believable you know as long as you accept the fact that you can make an einstein rosenberg bridge wormhole right everything else was everything believable. else was pretty yeah. you know that's oh, yeah tech yeah. that could be developed and totally could exist yes um and so he's he's knows some of the ins and outs of working with the tv people yeah hmm. so i would hope he would try to maintain some kind of story control um, you know, for, during our interview with Jim Butcher, you know, we, we talked about, you know, what, what is your relationship and generally the studios don't want the writer no. involved. And the only reason Jim Butcher was involved is he knew the people who were right. making the show personally and he was welcome as part of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though officially on paper, he had no power. Right. Um, but, but in reality he did because the people valued Wanted his opinions. Him there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope that's the kind of relationship that happens. Yeah. With that'd Red be Shirts. good. Yeah. Um, either officially or unofficially that he gets input. Gets because something. the show was great. I liked the show Dresden. Oh, it was awesome. I thought yeah. it was great. No, we, we've talked about before the why yeah. that died. Right. They right. got the wrong right. kind of viewers. They got millions uh, of viewers, just the right. wrong the ones. Wrong right. Yeah. It was yeah, a real frustrating. It, experience it was because it was such a good show yeah. it was such, such a good show it the potential was mm. so yeah. it was really, obvious yes because they had the chemistry between the characters mm-hmm. yep um you know even in my opinion the weakest character murphy yeah the adaptation of her um because you expected her to be blonde and, and cutesy. And, and they gave her a daughter was, and they yeah. changed her motivation right. radically. Yeah. The whole father character yeah. bothered yeah. me. All these things that were, I mean, they, they re, I mean, the only things that were the same was she was a cop. Right. Yeah. And then they reinvented everything else. But right. I liked the person who played Murphy. No, I, and she the was actress good. was the reason yeah. why I was on board with yeah. the yeah. character. She was good. I just had to keep, keep forgetting my All original stuff, yeah. And, and, and absorb this new this new character who had just happened to also be named Murphy. Yeah. Um But they had they had that hard part yeah. down. They had the chemistry yes. between the actors and they yeah. had the chemistry between the writers and, mm-hmm. and the actors. So it just oh, pissing yeah. away such potential for storytelling because even um the guy who played dresden um, paul blackford Black- yes i mean he's great in arrow yeah he's good there but every time i see him, him as dresden, yeah, like, but, dresden. But, yeah. but you really want yeah. to see him as dresden. because he nailed the dresden yeah role. He yeah really he was na- what I, he essentially has played the exact same character yeah. in every role i've ever seen him in pretty <laughs> much he's he just he just does that thing with his face right and, uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Paul Blackthorne and everyone. There we go. Right, right. He scowls. Right. And he's scene. a good scowler. Oh, he has a very, he's a he has a very mobile face. Yes. yes. Um, 
So yes, Arrow continues apace. Um, yeah, we're behind. On we're that behind one. on almost everything. Yeah, we caught up being humans. The only thing we really caught yeah. up on all the way now, which yeah. has been again. It's the best show on sci-fi, without a doubt. Best show on TV that is sci-fi, because it's, no, it's, well, it's on the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, yeah, it is. Being Human? Oh, not, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm not talking not almost, almost Human. Almost I was confusing you with Almost it's Human. the best, best show on the Sci-Fi Channel to me. Well, did you see Sci-Fi's new lineup for the spring? No. Carvers. A show about people who carve things. Okay, so this <laughs> is an ex- maybe that's damning with faint praise to call it that. <laughs> I guess it's to me, it's just amazing how good it is compared, considering the other stuff on that channel. It's like, oh my God, this show is so good. Why is everything else here so bad? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we've got the last six episodes of Warehouse 13. Yeah. Coming. I mean, that show is, was, is I've caught it a couple times and it's, it's not bad. But yeah, being human has been, again, they just, each season, I'm like, okay, where can they take this? Oh, wow. Oh, they've taken this very interesting place. Mm-hmm. Let's see where they go with it. Yeah. Almost human. Yeah. We haven't, we're behind on that. We're behind on Arrow, behind even on Supernatural. Almost human. You can kind of absorb any time you want. I'm like, pretty like, certain like I eat popcorn. The, yeah, yeah. I love almost yeah. human. It's just, okay. that, 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 that's another just chemistry show. Yeah. The chemistry between Carl Urban and uh, the other guy, Isaiah. No. Uh, um, Idra. No, not Idris Elba. No, not Idris Elba. I, I can't always remember forget his name. His name. Yeah, I always yeah. forget his name. But nonetheless, their chemistry is awesome. Um, oh, to me, it's basically it's my weekly dose of RoboCop. Yeah. It, it yeah. reminds yeah. me so strongly of the original yeah. RoboCop. The setting does. Right, right. Yeah, it's very Detroit. The setting does, but the... Paul Verhoeven. The, it doesn't the, have the Verhoeven... But, but the buddy comedy no. is... No, the, yeah, nobody's melted in toxic waste. Right. Yet. So. <laughs> yet. Give it yet. time. Give it yet. Time. Michael uh, Ely. <laughs> Michael Ely, that's yeah. right. I'm like, um, he has a pretty normal name, if I recall. Yeah. So yeah, mm. so we're behind on a lot of our shows, but uh, except Sherlock, definitely. Oh, Sherlock, yeah. I still have, I still have to see the third one. Oh my god, uh, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I saw the wedding episode; is the most recent. So I saw, that was funny. I saw the first two. Yeah, very funny. Yeah, there's a, a very different way of method of storytelling for them. It's basically, yeah. lots and lots of little flashbacks yep. and hints at at. What cases happened. that they've solved right. yes. and just skimming right over them. Like, right. What the, the, no, no. What was that about? about yeah. No. The yeah. whole being drunk thing was the funniest thing. What's he doing? He's cluing for looks. Yeah. Cluing <laughs> for looks, looks, yes. Cluing for looks. <laughs> yeah, I love... The whole the, situation was hilarious. I love John subverting Sherlock's carefully calculated... Right. Because he did all the ma- the body weight yes! math to, to say, he, how do we... How do we what's, the, what's the exact... We have to drink to maintain a good buzz. Right. But not get drunk. Right. And, and then, last all night. And then John... Sneak sneak shots into the equation, yeah. and then they're yeah, Sherlock Gone. drunk. Yep. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, we should take the break here yes. before we run mm-hmm. out of uh, background music and all that fun stuff. And we will return with Geeks in the Gaming World. Mm-hmm. You are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Alpha Geek Radio with live simulcast on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. We shall return. Got some uh, in honor of the interview that I uh, was able to do with them last Friday. I had the double clicks. Mm. If you check out the front page of Alpha Geek Radio, you'll see Alpha Geek interviews from last Friday with the double clicks. They too, uh, they have their Kickstarter nearing its end mm-hmm. and making my Indiegogo look pale and weak by comparison. Nah. Well, they grew theirs to the point where. One of them is quitting her job to do music full-time thanks that's to their Kickstarter. That's awesome. Oh, that's pretty good. That Go is using that. Kickstarter properly, people. Right. That's right. So go to Indiegogo, search for Alpha Geek, 
and then go to Kickstarter and search for Double Clicks. Give now, give often. Right. Uh, we are we are so close to the stretch goal that will uh, keep the music permanent and. Uh, and the music channel is just music 24-7 yep. or 9? And uh, I'm working on the request system. And then, so you can actually go in and request particular tracks mm -hmm. without having, you know, humans need to be involved. And then it'll be about uh, populating the library with uh, getting suggestions from the listener base about what artists should I approach about uh, getting good nerdy music in here. And you're all you worked on a system where if they find something that they like, they can click and purchase it. The correct? yeah, the the Sam Broadcaster tool has that all built in. Nice. Where you can support the artist directly. You just you go to the player and it'll have a little link by the track that's playing or the track in the library. It just says buy. You hit that and the artist gets paid. We get a cut of it because it goes through our Amazon account and you're supporting the station and the artist and having a grand old time listening to good nice. tunes. Nice. It's a happy happy world. So yeah, uh, we'd love to you know meet that stretch goal, and we are within a believable striking distance of nice. that. So check us out, and thank you all of those uh, of you who have already very generously donated and gotten us to our initial goal and this close to the first stretch goal. We greatly appreciate it. It's been very humbling and awesome, and thank you very, very much. Here comes Nothing to Prove by The Double Clicks. We'll be back right after this. This is Dills from The Instance and The Angry Chicken, and you are listening to Alpha Geek Radio. I entered this scene through rejection and honesty. Nerds weren't mean, they were weird, and that worked for me. After ten years of teasing, when social skills failed me, Dungeons and Dragons cured all that ailed me. We read books, we played games, we made art, we watched Lost, we said things like me 20 Shipping and mana cost It felt good to be myself Not being mocked Still self-conscious though We whispered things about jocks But one day you grow up Come into your own Now geek's not rejection It's a label I own Then ignorant haters Come to prove me wrong Tell me I'm not nerdy enough to belong So women aren't geeks, is that your conclusion? That this is some secret club based on exclusion? Twelve-year-old dorks would say you're being selfish And then they'd go right in their journals in Elvish
Honestly, I shouldn't need it. This world needs all kinds of folks to complete it. You've got gamers and artists and comic subscribers, cosplayers, crafters, and fan fiction writers. You can stop, never say fake geek again. Our club needs no bouncers, all who want in, get in. But go ahead if you want to own that role fully. I ain't got nothing to prove to a bully. I've got nothing to prove. I've got nothing to prove. Geeks in a Gaming World. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Geeks in the Gaming World. And go, gamers. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us have been too busy on our surface to be playing any Well, you, but you're making a big deal about the fact that it's capable of playing some games. It does exactly have the capability. Only, only because somebody was like, ooh, you could put your Steam account on there. And I'm like, awesome. And he was like, I'm going to put my Steam account on there. <laughs> and I was like, but it's my surface. That, 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 that tish posh. <laughs> I'm like, but my Steam account has a lot more games. Yes. <laughs> I was like, whatever. So, uh, yeah, so... Actually, I mean, it's funny enough, we were talking like all this stuff about the Surface, but one of the latest games I downloaded was a game called Threes on the iOS. Ah, uh, seeing the high scores being posted to well, Twitter fast and furious lately. I didn't see anything on Twitter, but I did, uh, I have a friend that does a lot of iOS gaming, and like anytime he posts like, this game is good, I usually go out and buy it, so I was like, okay, I'll try it. And it's fun, it's a nice t- time waster, I can, I don't know why people would get super addictive but it's it's good it's cute it's just a matching game with numbers mm-hmm. that do little dances and it stuff. just seems to have caught the imagination of yeah. a lot of people up the, at the uh, recently it's clever i mean it's definitely clever and it's there's a there's strategy involved in how you're moving your stuff so your board doesn't fill up but it's pretty good i like it and it's two bucks so hey two bucks well spent sounds it's like. good a uh, good time waster now outside of that it's been uh Got Warframe. Played a lot of Warframe yeah. now. We've Constantly playing lot. Warframe. Yeah, we play that a lot. Still playing some League, but a lot of Warframe at the moment. I got a couple more people into it, so we'll see. It's it's been Space Ninjas a go go. Spend yeah. a little money on new Warframe. A couple of bucks. No, I haven't spent. <laughs> I spent ten dollars, and I've played it now for about a month and a half, and so. I still have not used up all the currency that ten dollars has given me. Because basically, I'm just using it to buy slots for when I build a new Space Ninja suit. Gotcha. So that's all I'm using it for. I'm not buying any of the color palettes or any of those other garbage. You got a free one for. for I got Valentine's a free one for Valentine's Day, Day, so one of my Warframes looks like chocolate. <laughs> looks like he's been di- dipped in chocolate. She's like chocolate and red. And shared the explosions are this like purplish pink explosions. So you just want to lick her. I know. <laughs> this is me not touching that. Yeah. Um, it's whatever awesome. you two married people do in the privacy of your own home. Yeah. 
between the two of you. You really don't need to involve the rest of us. Mm. Please. <laughs> so, so there you go. Slow motion uh, train wreck that we've been observing over the last couple of weeks has been the mobile adaptation yeah. of the classic game Dungeon Keeper. Right. Mm. Which on the surface, if you say mobile Dungeon Keeper, you go, yes! oh my god, that's perfect. That's awesome. Until you attempt to play it and you realize it has been corrupted into this money-grabbing, unplayable unless you give them money copious amounts of money yeah where they they just corrupted the entire nature it wasn't it was the the game in name only right literally a lot of social you know tried trying to shoehorn there crap as well. in there get your friends to play it right, too right right and rightfully so, EA was raked over the coals in the reviewer community oh, yeah. uh-huh. and was basically held up as this is everything that is is possible to do wrong right. in a mobile game that's supported by microtransactions taken to the absolute limit. Right. They did everything wrong, as wrong as you possibly can with existing technology. Yep. Way to go, EA. Um, so as a kind of, we're very sorry, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a, unfortunately it's already passed, but there was a two day period where you could go to goodoldgames.com and get the classic Dungeon Keeper for free. Yeah. Dungeon Keeper one for free. And they put Dungeon Keeper two on sale for like a A buck 49. Mm -hmm. So you can grab both of them for a dollar 49. Uh, but totally worth it. And they also threw a ton of other things on sale for their holiday Valentine right. sale. So there's a lot of good stuff out there, but yeah, I went and grabbed my free copy of Dungeon Keeper because Dungeon Keeper was a great game. It got insanely hard, but it was a great game. <laughs> it, was, it was such a, it was fun. It had a great sense of humor. Yeah. And because it was, the whole plot was you wanted to make your dungeon as appealing as possible to attract more monsters. Right. Yeah. Right. You needed to have monster swords. It's not a dungeon. Right. Yeah. Well, you're trying to mine out. You wanted gold and make it really awesome place. But then, of course, adventurers would come to try to steal your gold. Right. So you had to make all these traps and basically make sure you killed them all. Yeah. And they just they, they pissed all over that with the mobile version. Yeah. So, oh, number one, avoid the mobile version. Right. <laughs> um, step one. Step one. Do not be fooled by the name. It is it is not uh, a descendant uh, in. Spirit or mecha- uh, mechanic right. from the original. Yeah, it's just terrible. It's a horrifying money grab. And ich, 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 ich. All right. So our next story comes from uh, Polygon.com, and this is how Twitch is a crowd. How Twitch oh, is yeah. crowdsourcing an amazing Pokemon multiplayer game. Yeah. This one is insane. So basically, Twitch TV, which is a streaming service, uh, PlayStation 4 streams all their stuff on there. Xbox One will be coming uh, eventually. Yeah, yeah, basically, you log in. You can have an account. Basically, it gives you uh, League of Legends streams their, their pro matches on there. And you can log in an account, and you can actually have a little chat window while yep. you're and chat with folks while you're watching uh, Gameplay. a thing. Now, normally, the chat window is going about 5,000 miles per minute. Yeah. And it's tough to keep up, but nonetheless, it is. It works well, and and for me, actually, the player portion of the of Twitch TV is one of the best. So what somebody managed to do is they took the original Pokemon Red Blue and recoded it so that and this is like Game Boy, like monochrome right. Pokemon. 
coded it so that it would respond to inputs from the chat, chat on channel. church TV and basically said, here you go. And threw it out there as a online game that anybody who logs into the channel can give commands to the game. And it's only the original command. So it's only like what? Uh, up, up, down, down left, left, right, right AB. B, yeah, AB start. That's it. Yeah. Yep. And that's it. So you have your original commands and you have, and apparently thousands upon thousands of folks have now subscribed to the well, channel. Yeah, from here it says, the channel, Twitch Plays Pokemon, uh, launched less than two days ago, but has already amassed an impressive viewership. More than 173,000 people have watched and played Pokemon Red Blue through the Twitch channel. Slowly but surely, and with thousands of luckily timed and errant commands, players are making progress. And I think they should say, they should, should, they should put played... In quotation marks. Well, because it's this huge stream <laughs> of people, and there's, of course, it attracts the the requisite yeah. trolls. Right. Right. Well, it's just a stream of up, left, right, B, A, start, right, left. Right. I mean, it's just nonstop. So it's whatever one of those commands the game decides to pick out, it does it. So you'll see the guy like turn left, then he turns right, then he goes left, then the wind, the menu window opens, then it goes up and down, then it goes out of the menu. <laughs> then it, I mean, it's but somehow they managed to defeat the first trainer. <laughs> which is amazing to me. Yeah, so. considering that there's no coordination whatsoever. Done. And, yeah. and you just the poor little the poor little guy on the screen just looks. No, like watching the recording like, of it. Yeah, he just looks like he's having a you know some this. sort of episode. He's like uh, uh, right left, right left, up, yeah. down, right yeah. left, right left. No, it's a psych- psychotic character. Just the fact they got it to the trainer to talk to that person <laughs> right. is amazing to me. Let alone that they actually won the match. <laughs> yeah, so basically they've they've put you know 173,000 controllers out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To a single game of Pokemon. Right. Um, just because I... It says, because I can. Just written all over it. Just yeah. to see, Pretty just much. to prove it could be done. Um, so yeah, check it out. It's uh, Twitch Plays Pokemon okay. channel on Twitch.tv. Um, because reasons. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, we had to see what would happen. Exactly. And, we're, we're and apparently people like it. I personally could not sit there... Just trying to get. I want to see the number of times. I get frustrated in like thirty seconds. Right. Yeah. Up. 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 Uh, Oh my god! Stop saying left. (laughs) I just want to see the number of times that up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. B A select start comes through. Right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Konami code in there. So we have Titanfall. Yes. Is in beta. Yeah, open beta now on Xbox One. Yep. Anybody with an Xbox One can play the beta for Titanfall, and supposedly the computer version would be possibly today. And if you have not been paying attention, Titanfall, the latest iteration in the big honkin' mech game. And... First-person shooter. First-person shooter and parkour, Mirror's Edge style. It's this wacky, and it's, it's got 6v6 Yeah. multiplayer... So it's this interesting mishmash of genres, but to me, it, it's always as long as I can get in a big honk and mech as part of yeah. that. Um, but you remember from Must be Mech Warrior, there were always the the guys who who could play in the little elementals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and could clean clean yeah. the plate if you weren't paying attention. Right, right, right. Because they're fast. Right, yeah. so I was fun of people who want to play the game that way and say, oh, you think you're invulnerable in your big old mech, huh? Let me school you. Yeah. Uh, and there's some of that in here as well. But this is from also from Polygon. What respawn in Titanfall can teach the industry about next-gen development? 
and say it's amazing what you can put together when you're leaving the developer and publisher of some of the most successful first-person shooters in the industry's history. Right. Um, the deal, let's see, running the lean game to create the game that you want. Mm-hmm. So not actively fighting feature bloat and focusing on the parts of the game that make it fun, but also just make it work properly. Um, and a lot of developers could uh, take a page out of this manual and say, maybe you should make sure your game works first before you start well, dressing it up. I mean, the the crazy thing about this, just uh, the first crazy thing, their <laughs> crazy publisher thing is EA. Yeah. And the reason they got this is because these folks left Infinity Ward due to the Activision debacle. Right. And EA was like, we really are sick of Call of Duty. We want you guys to build something that can help us take that on. And so they gave, they signed on with EA, and EA relinquished a lot of their normal rights, as you would rights call it. to control. To control it to the developer. So and basically, basically said, we trust you. Yeah. You have a proven track record. Very un EA like, and we want you to we want you to take a chunk out of Activision, so we're not gonna you know put our normal EA touch on right. this, a la I'll, Battlefield I'll Four. Death. Yeah, it's one, a, one it's of my, a very bad touch. One of the favorite <laughs> bad touch, bad touch. Yeah. One of the favorite things that came across on Reddit lately was is basically the title of the article was "All the Titanfall Complaints I've Seen So Far," summarized in one poster. It basically just a picture of a battlefield, and the top it says, "Oh, it's just Call of Duty." And then there's space. And then the section at the bottom. Except in huge mechs. And with parkour. <laughs> and in 6v6. And, and, and basically, basically yeah. all the things that make it different and unique. But it's just Call of Duty. Mm. Right. Yeah, right. No. So, I mean, their first big thing, though, is there's no microtransactions. Which, mm-hmm. especially after talking about Dungeon Keeper online oh, or God. mobile, it's like... This is the most God. multiple personality disorder company I have ever yeah. seen. Seriously. Well, but they took that out. I mean, even freaking call of duty put in a pay system for some of the stats and their their elite mode and so it's it's the same ones that put a freaking dog in the game or is that one of the other no that's call of duty the last one whatever could go yeah they're clearly reaching yeah well i mean apparently the dog's kind of cool (laughs) 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 multiplayer online canine simulator huh hey so apparently Goat Simulator I don't is... I think a, you play as the dog. I think the dog is just your buddy. <laughs> I think you can view the world through his cameras or something. He's like a, oh, yeah. a scouting tool. Yeah, he's a scout dog. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get your dog shot in this lovely game. Wonderful. Wonderful. Peter, Peter must love yeah, this game. It. It's a canine murder simulator. Yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, it's... It, there's very little right now tempting me to buy a next-gen console. This is one Titan game is that is tempting me to buy a next-gen console. Um, but that's been it so far. Because really, after the, you know, I was talking to some folks at work about this. After the initial, obviously, glut of release launch day titles. Which there weren't that many of, really. What's come out since then that is not still available? Everything apparently is uh, put it's off all until delayed. March, April. So, I mean, yeah. yeah obviously, and we saw things like Watch Dogs get pushed. Um, Titanfall got pushed out right. to March. Um, so that'll be the first big title it looks like for either system to come out that's like a you know possibly a game changer 
to make you go, oh, maybe I should maybe buy a next-gen yeah. console. Because right now, I mean, I have friends that bought a PS4, got all launch day titles, and he's like, yeah, I've sold most of them. I have like two games right now. I bet you one of them is Resogun. Resogun. No. It's one of the ones you can buy online, which apparently is incredibly fun to play. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, not, not, I'm just talking about the actual disc-based right. one. So I think the only thing he kept was like Black Flag. Mm-hmm. So... Which I mean already is awesome on the current gen, con- right? Or, I yeah, guess the just exactly. even even prettier gen. on yeah. the new one. Yeah. So well, and I mean, when we went to PAX, a lot of the developers there were still developing for the yeah. current generation. Right. So it's not like they were like we're going to stop just because of the next gen. We're going to continue yeah. to develop for. Oh no, the 360 and the PS3 yeah. aren't going. Like, no. I guess the Wii U aren't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the Wii U is clearly not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is stuck in place. But. Uh, from from this article also, I mean, they have a little summary which kind of says says it all and gives me some hope that the the things can still be done well in the games industry. Titanfall is a game with focus and a voice. There is little evidence that marketing pressure had anything to do with its design or execution. Even the decision to make the game exclusive to a single console um, simplified development and the potential sales on the PS4. Um, and the Xbox 360, or no, the potential in the PlayStation 4 turned into a guaranteed check from uh, from Microsoft. Right. So they just they said, mm, we'll take the money from Microsoft. We will forego the sales that could have happened on the PS4, and we will make it rock. Yeah. Because we will focus all of our all of our optimizations for yeah. a known set of hardware. Now I'm I'm guessing also that the check they took from Microsoft was, was probably pretty yeah. big, <laughs> but because it is a big lockdown. I mean, the only. It's it is their console exclusive right now. Yeah. That is the big big deal. It's kind of interesting to watch some of the developers in on their forums because one of the challenges during the beta has been regional server clusters, mm-hmm. and we're back to the land of low ping versus high ping, sure. and all the problems with you know the lag monster being the thing that killed you. Oh yeah, where you from your perspective you were out of line of sight around the corner, right. and the guy behind you still killed you. Right, right. Um, and the developers basically saying this beta and this demo that we released is exists for a reason. If your gameplay is not satisfactory, don't buy our game. And because there's parts of the world like uh, Australia that are way underserved as far oh, as yeah. the the backbones coming into Australia, New Zealand, that part of Asia down there have problems. Yeah, and have capacity issues that sabotage them in instances like this. So a lot of Australian and Kiwis are going, we can't play this game because the nearest server cluster has unbearably high pings. And they're like, the devs are like, we can't fix your nation's fiber (laughs) backbone problem. (laughs) And your ISP's not giving you unthrottled bandwidth. We're very sorry. Yeah. But you may just have to take a pass on this one because right. that's not something we can address. Right. Um, but basically, you know, the, the the developer not going for the cash grab and saying, "Oh no, we'll we'll fix it." You know, buy our game, buy yeah. our game. This is coming no. in a patch. If it doesn't play well now, it's not likely it's going to play well later. Right. Because it's not the game's fault. Yeah. And don't buy our game. Like, hmm, that's remarkably realistic and mm-hmm. uh, human of you. Makes me gives me the warm fuzzies that the real people can be found uh, amongst the corporate nightmares. But I'm not bitter or anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just work here. All right, let's get back on normal schedule here. So we'll wrap this section up at the top okay. of the hour here. 
and then we will return ah for researched chaos brought to you by you exactly so i got some more uh double clicks queued up for you this one is dimetrodon which uh, coincidentally is also the name of their upcoming album Check us out on the web, www.alphageekradio.com. Click on the community tab at the top to come join the community and take a look at the research thread, which is what will be fueling our next segment. It is made of win and awesome and full of good people. We shall return right after this. Hey, Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants at frogpants.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. When I wake up on the wrong side of the planet, and the creamer for my coffee has gone bad, and the people on the streets should really can it, because I don't think they would like me when I'm mad. Down at the bottom, I have a secret trick. It's a thing to bring me up when I am low. It's simple, it is easy, and it's real quick, and it went extinct 200 million years ago. Dimetrodon, they ate sharks and were 10 feet long. Dimetrodon, it's a thought that I can count on. When my darkest thoughts have got a hold on me, I close my eyes and I remember all their giant teeth to shake off all the problems I have piled on. I picture the sailback giants of Dimetrodon. I am walking in a mall or in an airport, and I'm filling up with loneliness and fear. Like I'm not really a member of this species And I don't think I'm special, I'm just weird When I am feeling this, one thing will make me smile There are other folks who never quite fit in They're kind of mammals, but they look like reptiles And I bet that difference never bothered them Dimetrodon They ate sharks and were ten feet long Dimetrodon, it's a thought that I can count on. When my darkest thoughts have got a hold on me, I close my eyes and I remember all their giant teeth to shake off all the problems that I've piled on. I picture the sail-backed giants of Dimetrodon. Count on your inner strength Find your people Hunt the weak Dimetrodon They ate sharks and were ten feet long Dimetrodon a thought that I can count on. 
when my darkest thoughts have got a hold on me I close my eyes and I remember all their giant teeth To shake off all the problems I have piled on I picture the sailback giants of Dimetrodon Dimetrodon Researched Chaos. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com with Researched Chaos, brought to you by the all-volunteer research team that hangs out on the forums at AlphaGeekRadio.com. Just click the community tab, as mentioned earlier. And you can always go and read uh, all the research items there. If we don't get around to discussing all of them, there's all kinds of fun stuff to be had in there. And if you just want to follow the links, they act as our show notes as well. That's for right. they are awesome. And they research things. Oh, there's a link missing here. Yeah, I just noticed that. I just noticed that. It I was went, trying to click on it. So I'm going it. to go find it here. Because that one was interesting. Yes. yes. So, well, the name of the research thread this week comes from that story. The name of the thread is the Cthulhu Allspark McLaughlin Edition. Right. Uh, because somebody thought it'd be a grand idea to ask the internet to name his daughter. So www.namemydaughter.com was a voting site. Right. And so he had votes for uh, first, middle, and last name. Or no, first and middle name, because last name was... Uh, McLaughlin. Was, ...was dealt with. Yes. So just to give you a sampling... Um, <laughs> <laughs> As you could probably predict. <laughs> so, top f- 15 first names. <laughs> so, number 15, pretty straightforward, Rose. That seems yeah. like there's no agenda there. Uh-huh. The agenda will become clear later. Uh, number 14, Lakeisha. Just to throw one in there. Yeah. Number 13, Pond. Pond. I'm... Sensing a disturbance in the mm-hmm. f- fabric of the TARDIS. Uh, number 12, Sage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number Kay. 11, April. Mm-hmm. Number easy. 10, Street Lamp. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why that many people voted on Street Lamp? 21,281 <laughs> votes for Street yeah. Lamp. Number 9, Sophia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number 8, Camille. Mm. Number 7, Luna. Hmm. Okay, we're getting a little sensing, Harry sensing a little, No, a little I'm, I'm getting a, a Brony vibe. Brody. Brony. 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 Oh, okay, maybe. Maybe. Because the number of times I've heard Joy. Princess Luna mentioned okay. uh, as Arch Nemesis. Well, it could have been both fan bases true, coming true. together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number six, Zelda. Zelda. Which, That's is, cool. which is a fine name. Yes. It's fine. Robin name. Williams named his daughter Zelda yep. after The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Uh, number five, Olivia. Mm-hmm. Cool. Number four, Charlotte. Okay. okay. Number three, Megatron. Megatron. Obviously. Uh, duh. Duh. <laughs> 34,525 votes for Megatron. Yeah. Megatron. Number two, we're back to the TARDIS, Amelia. Amelia. Right. And the winner. Current, current winner. Current, current winner. Leader. With a 114,503 yeah. votes. Beating Amelia so by 113,000 points. By 13,000 <laughs> votes ahead of Amelia. Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Of course. Oh, God. So, to give you a sampling of middle names, uh, a lot of duplication here. So, Amelia, uh, Pond, uh, Sage, they, you know, a lot of duplication there. But then, uh, yeah, the, uh, number 10... 
Wait for it. Wait for, I love that. That's a middle name. That's yeah. a middle name. Yeah. Cthulhu. Wait for wait it. Wait for it. McLaughlin. McLaughlin. That's from uh, How I Met Your How I Met Mother. Your Mother. Yeah. Because yep. what's his face? Barney wanted to, right. name, to name the kid. Child. Wait for it. They wanted them to name their kid. Wait for right. it. Wait for it. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Lee Dasha. Um, I don't know about that Lee one. Dash- Lee Dasha. Uh. Yeah. I'm not sure how it's supposed to be pronounced. Why salad? Salad. salad. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Doge. Yeah. Doge. <laughs> of uh, the sea. <laughs> Cthulhu of the, the sea. sea. McLaughlin. Yeah. Um, and then the current leader with 67,860 votes, All, all spark. spark. Yeah. So the current name stands at Cthulhu, All Spark, McLaughlin. Uh, expected birth date, April 2nd, 2014. So about another month and a half left. And there is a spot where you can, you know, go ahead and suggest your right. own name. Or just there. vote. Right. For or just vote for one of the many names that are on there. But, I like, there's there's names like, one's an exclamation point for the yep. first name. <laughs> um, they also have swag. So maybe you should do, like, the first name should be hashtag and the second name should yeah. be swag. You're evil. <laughs> Uh, Though one of my favorite um, Hypnotoad is on there too, by the way. <laughs> one of my favorite XKCD <laughs> comics, Truckosaurus. Truckulies. That's not bad. Um, one of my favorite XKCD comics, always of all time, involves a sequel programmer naming his child with a, uh, naming his child a sequel exploit, and then fast forwarding twelve years, and the school is calling saying. Why did our database implode when uh, we ch- typed your child's name into it? It's like, well, why didn't you sanitize your inputs? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a long way to go for a punchline, Randall. Good one. Good one. No kidding. Um, so, yeah, namemydaughter.com because the internet. Yeah. Yes. Nintendo Astrid. There's some interesting ones in there. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Uh, Wacky Taco 692. <laughs> Taco Dial. Supreme. Uh, so actually, you guys should all you should go and vote because I think that'd be hilarious. Because yeah. yeah, the current winner winner. I don't Cthulhu, want to encourage them. All Spark McLaughlin is not going to win. All Spark McLaughlin, <laughs> come on. Uh, no, <laughs> not going to work. Uh, Open one of my six mouths and sing the song that ends the world. But anyway. But the All Spark is is what the. It's Transformers. It's Transformers. Transformers yeah. Right? yeah. That's their life force. Right. Yeah. Your point. Yeah. I don't know. I can't believe nobody put like a Chris Rock like stay off the pole. Stay off the pole. <laughs> yeah. Like is the middle name. <laughs> Amelia, stay, stay off, off the, the pole. pole. It can't be That's Amelia. It has good. to be something like Candy. Stay off the pole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, then you're working like against yourself. Mercedes or something. Uh, Sapphire. Yes. <laughs> Like, what is that? Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Sauvignon Blanc. I swear to God, her name is Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc. Blanc. <laughs> Crystal. Yeah. Oh God. Nate, middle name table service right. or bottle service. Right. Bottle service. So shifting gears greatly. Yeah. Uh, there's been a changing of the guard over at Mighty Mighty Microsoft. Yes. Balmer. Developers, 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 right. has been shown the door. Mm-hmm. Well, so shown the door from the CEO yeah, position. He's still, he's still, he's on, the still board. on the board. Yeah. And Bill has stepped away from the board. 
Uh, he's got too much going on with his whole, but you know, humanity. still very influential. But he's, but he's still going to stay on board yeah. advising the new right. CEO, mm-hmm. uh, Satya Nadella, yeah. who was brought over from the rather successful uh, cloud-based mm-hmm. services division of Microsoft, one of the divisions that is uh, doing a very good job making money and building stable systems. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, SkyDrive. Please wait. <laughs> Arch nemesis. <laughs> Get her to record our new uh, yeah. Bye Bye Radio people for, there the, you for go. the next generation. That'll be the next generation yep. of Bye Bye Radio people. Um, but with this changing of the guard, the more vocal uh, stockholders and investors are making their wishes known to the new incoming CEO. Because you always want to try to see if you can push them into what you want. Well, people, they have opinions about because <laughs> yeah. they want return on their investment. Right. They want stock prices to go up, up, up. And so they want... Um, the new guy to ditch a few a few things. Just a, some minor Couple things. things. Yeah. You know, like Surface. Yes. The thing I love sitting right. in front of me right now. And Bing. And Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. Which we have three of. I mean, come on. Uh, the idea being, I guess, is they don't see it, even though Xbox has been extremely successful. Right. It's not part of Microsoft's core business. In their That's, opinion. yeah. That seems to be the main push is they want them to like, okay, you're good and you're making money at the server based stuff. Stick with that. Don't, don't try to branch out. And there is some thought behind that. Like to me, it, the, it could be spun off as an independent company. Sure, that could go sure. on to continue to do. Yeah. I don't think Xbox is dead. Even if they said, yeah, we're going to shift our focus, it right. would just probably become its own company at that point. Um, but yeah, the surface, and again, I think what we talked about it, it's it's because of the mixed bag, the fact that they had mm-hmm. such a failure with the RT version, yeah, that it really overshadows the fact that the pro version is working really well. When if they're, in my opinion, if they're business focused, because they said that their business is doing really well when it comes to selling to businesses right. versus selling to just consumers like myself, if their business is what they're trying to focus on, how many? People in businesses have the iPad. Uh, all of them, pretty much. Right. And how many people in businesses are frustrated because they can't do what they can do with their laptop no. or their? We at the top of the show covered right. that. Right. They've made the least known awesome product in the industry right now. They've not marketed this well, or they just their timing. They were just too late. If they had gone head-to-head with the iPad when it launched with yeah. something, the quality of the Surface Pro 2, it would have been on. Absolutely. And more people would have gone for the full-powered computer than... It's a matter of, these do serve two different masters. Two different purposes. But there's absolutely a place, and a bigger place than they've managed to carve out for the Surface Pro. Especially if you're a business owner right. and you're handing these to your employees who you want to be productive. Well, you'd normally give a laptop to give them this it's, instead because exactly. it does everything the laptop did plus. Exactly. So I understand. I can understand them looking at Surface and deeming it a failure and looking at Bing and say, well, you haven't taken Google out, so it must be a failure. Yeah. It's like, um, you're never going to take Google out. No. Mm. They have too much of a head start. Mm-hmm. They Bing will always be second best. Right. That doesn't mean you jettison it. Yeah. Having a really good quality search engine that your other products can use internally mm-hmm. and leverage that is not something you just piss away. No. 
especially when you put all this money into it. I know that's that's a fallacy of the the money you've already spent and. on something to dictate your future decisions about it. But in this case, you've built infrastructure and design systems and overcome uh, design problems and have a w- working system. It's it's just never. It's always going to be second to Google. Just own that fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. But I don't think you jettison that. It just well, seems really short sighted. It's just hard because, you know, the the fact that during Balmer's tenure, he tried to make them much more of a consumer focused company. Right. And but he kept coming in behind the you know, behind the curve. He kept right. going, always, Oh, we're gonna do a tablet, but iPad's already out. And we're gonna do a search engine, but this is already Google's out. Google's already there. And really Xbox, you know, went is probably the most successful of the three in terms of going toe to toe and really claiming last generation. Yeah. Pretty sixty dominated it. Um and now but then they stumbled as into the next generation yeah. with their offering. So but it's not like they're offering Sucks. No, no, no. It's not bad. It's, it's just, being, I guess, the marketing initially, portion. Initially being yeah. outshone by the PS4. Right, right. Because Sony, was... Sony came out of the last round fighting, saying, yeah. okay, we're not going to... They were clearly the determined right. to not make the same mistakes they made with the PS3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the PS3 was clearly the superior technology and was marketed horribly. Oh, it was, well, it had... It suffered from a lot of, lot of right. bad decisions. Yeah killed it and you know unfortunately well, over its lifetime it did just fine oh yeah I, I shouldn't say killed it because yeah this it, is, it, we're not it, talking about it the stumbled Nintendo. out of the gate as it, well it did fine it obviously was very successful it just didn't win i guess right. if you had if if it's you know if you're, you're not first, you're first, you're first last. or last <laughs> it was a little talladega knights logic here <laughs> then and i think that's what sony came into this next round with is like we have we to have reclaim learned. the top spot it's not good enough to be uh second second so yeah, it's. I mean, I think the Xbox is still very profitable for Microsoft, and, and there's will be, potential there still. But the 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 fact that over that ten years they really didn't do anything other than that that they could say, yeah, we became an industry consumer industry leader in right. X. We they just didn't. Why they can point to a long list of business to business, absolutely enterprise level stuff where they have become a dominant life form. Exactly. Right. Where you know, their their cloud based storage and computing offerings are really really good yeah Mm -hmm. you see it does poke its head into the consumer realm if you go whole hog into office 365 Mm -hmm. and use everything they offer so SkyDrive is in there and all kinds of abilities to use office from any terminal anywhere right. in, in the old dumb terminal idea where the computing is happening out there on the cloud and this is just a screen and a keyboard and a mouse talking to a computer far away. Right. You can do all your work very much a la Google Drive mm-hmm. and Google Apps. And they're very much, they're again, following in Google's footsteps. Right. But they have the power of, yeah, but we also invented the Office suite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we are still the, the first thing that people think of. So, and Satya Nadella came over from that division mm-hmm. where they've been leveraging that fact. We're going to build a cloud backbone for it. And then it's going to be Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and Outlook. Mm-hmm. And, but it's going to be all web based and it'll work beautifully on all kinds of portable devices. And they've actually, yeah. you know, gained ground there. Yeah. 
average consumer doesn't really see it that much because this is more something that a whole enterprise would deploy as their solution for all their employees. Um, so you may see it at your place of work, but maybe not necessarily at this point use it at home unless you have bought into Office 365. Um, so the investors are saying, well, if you're good at this, let's do more of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just not it's not as sexy and doesn't make as many headlines as the Bings and the Xboxes of the world. Sure. But it still makes for a really fat and happy bottom line and are we not most concerned about that mm-hmm. as investors? But again, there's been companies that have put all their eggs in one basket and eventually someone will come along and upset the cart. Yes, exactly. Right. So it's not like it's not like these other businesses are losing them a ton of money, mm-hmm. and it's. I feel like it's better to be diverse. I mean, even when the, you're doing financial planning, diversify, diversify, diversify is all they ever talk about. Cover your butt, cover your butt. Exactly, yeah. cover your butt, cover your butt. So it can't just be that that's you know, that's the end all be all of the Microsoft business is just selling the businesses. Right. I don't and. I don't think it will be. And they also go on to the, mention the fact that a, the the new CEO has brought Bill Gates in as his advisor mm-hmm. for products to consumers. So, and you know, Balmer's still on their board. This guy has come in and feels he owes his entire career to Bill Gates. So really, it would take a pretty big set of cojones for him to walk in and say, "Yeah, we're going to scrap all this stuff you guys were working on yeah. for the past all ten those years." Decades? Yeah, oh, no. we're going to scrap it. So I doubtful that you'll see a major change, but there are definitely investors there that are wanting them to kind of shift their focus. So there might be some changes from it. Who knows? We'll have to keep an eye out. Yep. Oh, let's see. So we also have a story from the EU that uh, basically was a a court case that we've heard about here. Uh, This is a court case that went to the EU courts in the European Union about hyperlinking to content and whether or not that's a copyright infringement. And basically this was on an appeals Mm -hmm. and the appeals court said, uh, nope, it's not. (laughs) So (laughs) no. Basically saying, is it illegal? And basically, is putting a hyperlink, is that basically putting it in for the public's concern? Are you advertising to the public at that point? And they basically came back and said, no, it's not. Um, There was, and I have to go back through the article, but basically in their opinion, this was not enough of an advertisement to make it uh, an illegal activity. And really the stuff that was, they were linking to was already freely available and stuff you could get to anyways. It's just they didn't go through their site to get there. So basically these reporters who put these stories up wanted some sort of compensation from this site because they had linked to them. And the court said no. But the whole point, I mean, isn't that free advertising? You'd think they'd be happy about it because people are reading your stuff and going, hey, go here and read this guy's stuff. Well, because they're probably not, they may be bypassing ads they had set up on their site or whatever other. Le- le- link- linking deep into the right, site. Right, right. So, so it's deep linking. In the exactly. Deep linking. We're going rotor rooter here. <laughs> <laughs> don't clench, don't clench. Yeah. So, oh, so I mean, it is a pretty big win, though, for <clears throat> from for an internet standpoint. That hey, you know, you can link to people without worrying about getting randomly sued. At least if you're in Europe. Now, America, we have our own obviously look on these laws <laughs> that may not concur with that. At least uh, as they go forward. But you know, it definitely was a win. 
Yep, I think so, for sure. So, And our final story of the yes. week was just the massive <sighs> buyout that uh, I think is still, still pending approval. But and this, this is actually going to lead into our the fourth half of the show. This is something I wanted to, to discuss more and, and solicit some of your guys' calls on. Yeah. Because... Uh, just this uh, makes me cringe. It's one of those. I mean, when I first heard it, I was like, "How is this not becoming a monopoly?" But because they don't. Because they don't intersect. They, they don't very overlap. deliberately yeah. have not intersected. So yeah. this is Comcast, mm-hmm. which is a company that is spoken uh, with much ire and yeah. bile by one part of the country. Yeah, well, yeah, and the, Time basically Warner Cable, the entire part of the country they service, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Time Warner Cable spoken of. With bile and ire by their customers, uh, merging or, or basically Comcast. Yeah, Comcast it's, it's, it's basically a merger, but yeah. it's, you know, forty-five billion dollars in stock, right? Um, to make one mega, mega cable TV slash internet service provider, and you know, the, the immediate argument that you know they've come back come out with is, well, we're not eliminating. Any competition because we do not overlap right. our markets at all. So it's not a matter of you have a city where Comcast and Time Warner are competitors, and now there's there can be no competition. Th- those cities don't exist. They've right. studiously avoided each other, each other, mm-hmm. so as to remain monopolies in their own Area. uh, areas, yeah. which smacks of a back room gentleman's agreement of you stay out of my monopoly i'll right. stay out of your monopoly in that way everyone controls their own little ballywick and right. the money sh- the money must flow exactly um this tap dances all over a lot of my hot buttons well it's and it's a weird one because i mean you could use the same sense of that is why did they break up at&t back in the day yes because right. it controlled all of the country's phones, and right. they decided to break them up into a lot of little areas that don't overlap, right? And they all are regionalized. So what would stop those companies? But now in the intervening from decades, that? of course, now it it's all been matter. stitched back together, right. right? But I mean, and it's you know that well, this, world's changed. Well, this comes down to what we've discussed before right. with the net neutrality: the fact that they're not regulated. treated as common carriers. So the FCC does not see them as the same thing as a telephone company. That's what something that may be changing in right. the future here. Well, this isn't just for net. I mean, obviously they have a huge footprint in terms of internet connectivity, but this but is also, also for television. Cable. This right. is television. So that may be a different angle they could take on it. So we'll continue this conversation after the break. Okay. And we'll also have you guys call in and give your opinions on that and anything else you heard during the show that you want to uh, mouth off about. We encourage your calls. Uh, you can find me on Skype. I'm on there as GnomeWise, G-N-O-M-E-W-I-S-E. Just fire up your copies of Skype and come find us. And I've got a little bit of Victims of Science and a short uh, double-click song. This is Clever Girl uh, coming to you from alphageekradio.com. And go to the site and find the interview with the double-clicks. It was fun and awesome, and they're really neat tonight. Look forward to seeing them in concert again soon. Mm -hmm. We'll be back right after this. You're not the right shape and you're not the right size. You don't get along with others, but you need to realize that the actors in the movies are not what you're supposed to be. You are good the way you are because you're you. That's the best you see. 
We've all been looking for role models and turned our eyes to Hollywood, but that's not where to find them. Look to yourself, yes, that is good, it's okay. Velociraptor, don't be sad. Velociraptor, cause you're the size of a turkey, not a lion. Can't turn a knob and don't have friends to rely on. The movies have created an unattainable expectation. The raptors in those films were a fictional creation. Don't judge yourself too hard, Velociraptor. You are good the way you are, Velociraptor. Rawr, Velociraptor. Rawr, Velociraptor. Welcome to the Enrichment Center. Hello, and welcome to the Enrichment Center. Hello, your specimen has been processed. Hello, your specimen has been processed. Hello, your specimen has been processed. Hello, and we are now ready to begin the test proper. so far is my heart this isn't brave it's murder what did I ever do to you you don't even care do you please proceed into android health <laughs> Weighted storage cube destroyed. Weighted storage cube destroyed. Weighted storage cube destroyed. participating in this aperture science computer-aided enrichment activity. Goodbye. Goodbye. Are you still there? I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinion. Casually Harker continues live on alphageekradio.com. Phones are open. If you want to Skype in, Skype GnomeWise now. And topics we're covering are the mm -hmm. 
monopolies of internet service providing and cable TVs that we're facing in the form of this massive Comcast Time Warner merger. If you're in an area served by either one of them, uh, I'd be interested in hearing from you. Or if you are in an area that is already uh, pretty much monopolized by one provider, um, like any of you north of the wall who are stuck with uh, Rogers, I know they have a particularly bad reputation up there in Canada as the, uh, the exotic foreign land of Canada. Of course. Don't you know? Just ask. <coughs> Boba Fetish. Yes, that's, that's right. true. That's true. In fact, I callously uh, skipped over the contributors to the uh, oh, no. research thread in the last segment. Uh, MacBit, not to be confused with MacButt. And the previously mentioned, and love to say, Boba Fetish. Fetish. From North of the Wall, from whence he hails. So, oh, look, there's a caller. And I forgot to turn the volume up. There they are. Uh (laughs) Can you hear us now? I can. Can you hear me? We can hear you now that I've turned the knob. You are loud for a second. Yes, you're no longer loud. I'm sorry. No, you're not. (laughs) Stop pretending. Uh, Yeah, I don't uh, live in the Time Warner uh, Comcast area. I'm in the Charter Nebula uh personally do you have but, any competitors uh, or are you stuck with just the one there is just charter here where i live now but when i was in college there were two cable providers and the going trick in college was to pit them against each other by uh you know they always do that deal where you know it's a certain price and then after four months they jack it up and it's much more expensive, you know, if you get the premium package for all that different thing. Well, everybody that rented a house for a year would just do the minimum four months and then drop it and then switch to the other one for four months and drop it. And if you had enough people that lived in the house and you just cycled through all the names, everyone's name gotcha. on the account. Uh, and then the next year you all just moved away. Uh, you could, you know, you'd have HBO for cheap for, you know two semesters pretty yeah. much and then next year just do it over again i'm facing that kind of thing with my i'm with cox communications and every month i get my passive aggressive letter from them saying you know there's a data cap that we don't really enforce on your thing of 250 gigs and you use 257 gigs this month and you might consider buying our next tier of package which has higher <laughs> speeds and a bigger data cap. Why, why hasn't Cox gone through puberty yet? I know. <laughs> <laughs> because this is how I imagine them talking. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> but I got the um, offer from them this last time and it had the um, oh, here's the for just $5 more a month you can step up one tier. I said, that looks interesting. Not so I, bad. I clicked on all the links where they say, you give me the details right. of it. And there's exactly contradictory information on their site. Awesome. So they have a tool, that, which is a great tool, yeah. that allows you to scroll forward in time uh-huh. and see what your price will be, which I thought was really oh, good of cool. them to say, when does my special right, offer right. run out? Because on one part of the, the page, they say $5 a month, for six months, and then regular fees for that level of service apply. Okay. And yet, when you go into the tool and scroll forward a year, it doesn't reflect that. It stays at $5 more a month. Huh. 
So I know, of course, that the the words will win out. That they right. will absolutely jack it up to the fifteen dollars more a month sure. that they want for the next tier of internet. I just thought it was really underhanded or just an oversight and bad design yeah. that their own tool that's supposed to show you when the price changes lies to you. Right. It's like, thanks, guys. Um, but yeah. So while we were uh, riffing on Cox Communications there, uh, added two people to the call. Let's go uh, to the Great White North. Uh, Boba Fetish, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you guys need to be left alone? Probably. <laughs> Somebody hand me a towel. Look at me. Look at me. Look at him. Me. Look at him. <laughs> How are things north of the wall today? Uh, not bad. Just had to finish cleaning out the last of my mom's stuff today. That's why I was late. Uh, we forgive you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but I have Shaw Cable up here. Okay. And are there, there any competitors for them? Uh. Yeah, tell us. Are they a valid competitor or are they a competitor in name only? Uh, name only. So they, their offering is pitiful? Pretty much. And they force you to sign up to, uh, I think it's a two-year contract Ooh. last time I checked. Oh. What century yeah. are they living in? <laughs> I'm not <Seriously>. sure. <laughs> the Canadian one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they froze out froze out uh, the thought from the last ice age. Yeah. <laughs> well, has your experience been as bad as we perceive it to be down, down the uh, With Shaw, it's not been bad. Okay. But I know uh, Bell and Rogers, which are out east, are extremely hard. Okay. Yeah, I'm always hearing Rogers mentioned by Canadians as the devil. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> they are essentially our Comcast Time Warner. Okay. Ah. So they're, they're a monopoly and they know it and they act like it and they truly have abysmal customer service. Yeah, I used to have a cell phone with them back in the day. It was supposed to be $60 a month, supposed to being the keywords. Uh-huh. And always managed to be a lot more than that. Uh, usually about 125 Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. That's, That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just a bit. So needless to say, I paid out my contract and said goodbye. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, that was, that was pretty much the way when we took uh, Iolite off of AT&T Mobile and, and went charging over to T-Mobile just as they were rolling out their uncarrier initiative. Because her, her plan was the seventy nine ninety nine that managed to be 225 pretty regularly with her level of usage because she used the hell out of it for work. <laughs> and her employer gave her a lovely $75 a month stipend to help offset the bill. <laughs> and now that we switched to T-Mobile, that's actually a money-making proposition because we pay sixty bucks a month, and she gets seventy-five back from her employer. It's like already then. Right. <laughs> Clearly, oh, we have chosen well. So you're getting acceptable levels of service, but if they were to begin behaving badly, you wouldn't have a whole lot of choices. Mm, yeah, I could either deal with it or go without. I'm, I'm dancing in that same place myself with Cox Communications. Generally, the service has been reliable. They've delivered the speeds they've promised, and um, I can't really complain, but they're beginning to show signs of warming up to uh, to violate Wheaton's law and start being dicks. So they've, they've got their little passive-aggressive letter of, you know, oh, 250 gigs is your limit, though we're not enforcing it yet. Um, <laughs> and we've already seen the articles of a lot of the big, um, or uh, I can't remember if it was Comcast, I think it was Comcast that, no, Verizon, I'm sorry, uh, Verizon immediately after 
the ruling about net neutrality clearly and demonstrably throttling traffic between their network backbone and Netflix and making Netflix unusable for large numbers and sections of the country where and because they know now that they're they can't be sued over it and mm-hmm. denying it up up one end and down the other and there's you know IT professionals who subscribe to them who say I can show you exactly where it's happening down to the network node because that's how these things work it's you can you can see where the slowdown is happening and the only reason it could possibly be not there yesterday and there today is somebody changed a configuration because it's the same device that's always been there. And they didn't mysteriously add 2 million subscribers in a 24-hour period. So this was a decision that was taken and you're deliberately killing Netflix for us until we either buy the next tier of internet, which, again, they demonstrated as soon as I signed up for the more expensive plan, the throttling went away and Netflix started working better. And it wasn't even a matter of it was the amount of speed faster had nothing to do with them. You know, they bought a 20 megabit per second faster plan. The increase to Netflix was not 20 megabits. It was just the throttling was gone. Yeah. Um, it had absolutely nothing to do with the throughput they were getting. It's just a matter of, yep, my IP got tagged as one that was to be allowed through the gateway and they're absolutely sabotaging their competitors. Net neutrality is a thing of the past. Um, so they've, they've demonstrated a willingness to be bad actors uh, to get access to our money. Um, and, and when you don't have a competitor to go to, bad things like this can happen. Right. I mean, we at least in the Valley here have, you know, if Cox pissed me off enough, I could go to CenturyLink. Mm-hmm. I don't relish that thought. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't have a lot of faith in the technology they use, DSL, just has inherent limitations yeah. that mm-hmm. make it inferior to cable modem. Yeah. A DOCSIS 3 cable modem is just better than a bonded pair of DSL lines. Yep. But I will go running to them in a heartbeat if their network management policies are superior and they don't try and screw me over um, because I'm a cable cutter. Right. Um, so I at least have the reassurance that there is a competitor I could at least try before throwing in the towel when they collude with each other and both do the same kind of crap. So, I believe we added uh, another stealth caller to the uh, call. Mm. Who has joined this us? This is True. True, how are you this fine evening? Pretty good, pretty good. A uh, couple of things. Uh, when I'm in the same boat, I'm actually on Time Warner. Ah, and what is your and experience I'm, been? I'm on their $15 real cheapest plan compared to the next cheapest plan down, which is 3 megabits, which would pretty much require me to claw my eyes out. Yeah, well, but if somebody was just doing email and paying, you know, doing their banking online, you know, that plan exists for that kind of person. I know, yes, they, I know it's, it's hard to believe that they exist, but they're out there. Uh, but, uh, and I'm, I'm worried. Now, here's an interesting bit. Con- the whole net neutrality ruling actually shouldn't theoretically affect Comcast because they're actually bound for network neutrality because their NBC merger they ruling agreed was part of their things. FTC thing. Right. When to, to make the NBC Universal merge go th- merger go through, they agreed to more stringent controls than anybody else. But there's some question as to whether that will whether that will be enforceable on the new business entity that comes out of this. Whether they'll do some shenanigans and say, "Well, that was that other company. Now we're this new company. We didn't sign anything." 
We'll be yeah, if, if this goes through, there's going to have to be the conditions from hell in blood, uh, <laughs> uh, or we're all boned. So you're not confident and you're not feeling that this is a positive thing for consumers? Not without some serious written in blood antitrust monitor, Apple style antitrust monitor breathing down their freaking neck level of crud. The only way I would really go through is basically you can, the, the EFF gets to install their own tech the EFF and the ACLU are going to install their own little tech crew inside the Comcast How awesome would that mothership be? and says, guess what? These guys have veto power over everything in your network. Yeah. <laughs> and while I'm dreaming, yeah, I'd, li- I'd like a pony. Yeah. Right, right, right. That'll happen. Yeah, that's, that would be the only way I would even consider it, but which will never happen. Right. Um, but on second note, you've got – while you were doing your extended absence, which because of which I completely forgot the show was on, so I missed the first hour. I'll have to catch it on podcast. We will release it presently. Yes. Yes. As it, I've been playing Warframe. Oh, oh look at you! And I've you been playing way too much of it. Let me put it this way: I've backed up three frames, and I've got six currently cooking in the foundry. It's like, okay, <laughs> I may have a small problem. Yeah. I can stop anytime I want. I just don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I, I have six frames. Right now. <laughs> And, and one I've formed, which means you basically reset it back to level zero. Yeah, to... I've done that once yeah. so far. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is you have seven frames. Well, yeah, you, you can recycle the level. It's basically it's kind of like prestiging in Call of Duty. You basically reset it back to level zero, but then you get to change the polarity of one of its mod slots. So the mods are what make your frames better. Right. So if it's you match the polarity, it it's cheaper to put the cards. You fit more onto them, basically. Hmm. So, but it, you have to sacrifice and start over. But you have to start to, back to over do to do it. But it doesn't really take all that long to level. It's probably like, especially when you love playing it so much. Well, yeah, I mean, just or you just get in a group and go to town on like a endless survival, and yeah, you can make levels pretty fast. <laughs> so what you're saying is we've infected you, true, huh? Well, it's like I needed something to play because. Yeah. On the Time Warner route, uh, I had to stop playing Final Fantasy XIV because due to the fact that they have a congested node somewhere off in San Jose between me and their servers, I was going to five seconds lag Ooh. during prime time, which kind of makes it hard to play an MMO. You think? Oh. Yeah. So, huh. and, and of course, and getting, getting, everyone getting in the tier Southern California, support. LA, Orange County has that problem. Suck. Wow, and they're, and they're not moving to fix it because nobody cares or understands. Well, this is what we had with, with Twitch for six months, where we couldn't get past 360p for six months until Ooh. Time Warner. Twitch basically hit them over the head with a hammer repeatedly, and even they were saying, yes, Time Warner is screwing with us, and eventually Time Warner gave in. Yeah, I've had that, that kind of uh, early in WoW's uh, existence. There was a major problem between Cox Communications yeah. and... Blizzard's server uh, farm. I think they were in Texas yeah. somewhere, and they actually, you know, were responsive about it and, it and found the problem. And eventually, it was it was a painful couple of weeks, but the the they were able, you know, again with Blizzard going to them and saying, <clears throat> you know, this this Vivendi Universal company that just bought us. Um, yes, they have um, lawyers, right? And you're Restraining trade here. So let's talk about fixing yeah. your network, shall we? And it did yeah. Can you say tortious interference? Yes. <laughs> right. In about in a, in a seven fig, it was seven figures with the lawyers. <laughs> but that that is the the challenge that you know a, a knowledgeable customer <clears throat> faces 
with an internet service provider when you, you can you never get to talk to the people that understand what you're saying and or have any power to fix it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's it's uh, occasionally I've managed to get to tier three technicians and you know explain a problem. Sometimes oh yeah you're right um, and they are able to write a ticket to a person that knows how to read it and knows what needs to be replaced and or fixed. That's happened like twice in my entire uh, lifetime as an, an internet service provider customer hmm. um, with uh, plenty of, of opportunities for bashing your forehead against it and just getting someone who's clearly just reading from the three-ring yeah. binder. Yes. Did you turn the modem uh, on and yes, off? Yes, infamous <laughs> cable modem firmware that I had to help you with back when I worked for Cisco. Yeah, and, and getting them to send it from the head end to here, um, which absolutely fixes the problem. Um, did you see the uh, they they sold the uh, the Linksys name off to another company and they brought back a version of the classic gray and blue uh, WRT modem? Yes, and I still have friends who are working there, and I'm meaning to uh, see if I can scrounge one out of them so I can see if I can torture it. I mean, it's a beautiful, incredibly high end router. It's like, it's like I think they want three hundred or four hundred bucks for it, but it's Every wireless protocol known to man um, uh, across 2.4 and 5 gigahertz, quad antenna, monstrosity. But it still maintains the, the styling and the look and feel and has the idea of custom firmware built into it from the get-go, which is I'm, I'm waiting to see what the WRT community comes up with for this thing. Cause it's beautiful hardware and a custom ROM and that would just be the shit. Yeah, no and you'll never see it at Walmart, which is what caused uh, the problem in the first place. <laughs> How so? Uh, just cheapening. The oh, router just got cheaper. Yeah. I mean, you can't... You, you you know the old joke about Walmart getting... Everything has to get, keep getting cheaper. Right. If it's like... Uh, if it's like... Uh, in the old days, I mean, Linksys routers were the most expensive things on the planet. Then they Initially. were just cheaper than everybody else. Guess and what the quality <laughs> went to hell. Because I've got my early generation Linksys products compared to the end-of-life stuff before they went over to dwell with Cisco for a while, mm -hmm. and they are, they're, they're, like, they're from different dimensions. Um, and I still have the WRT54G with, with the um, custom firmware on it that I keep around here for all kinds of fun. I eventually had to replace it with a, uh, an Apple Airport just because it was old and dying, but yeah, I yep. got years and years of great service from that thing. Yep, nothing lasts forever, but they're good. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but all all things must come to an end. So yeah, the feeling I'm getting, not feeling real warm and fuzzy about this whole merger, merger idea. Well, and my choices here are: I can either go to AT and T Uverse with the cap from hell. I wouldn't personally hit it, but I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. Right, they'll change those rules in a heartbeat. Or I'm. Uh, they're trying to roll out a DSL two here with a company called DSL Extreme, which is one of the independent ISPs. That'll that's six months overdue for rollout, but hopefully it'll actually roll out. But that that'll be twenty megabits. It's a month. That'll be twenty megabits, and with phone service for forty dollars a month. So not terrible. And that's not that's who I will jump ship to in a heartbeat if Time Warner starts screwing with me. Yeah, I mean, some of the the reactions I've seen out there have been. The little pictures of, of hologram Leia from A New Hope saying, 
Help us, Google Fiber. Yeah. You're our only hope. <laughs> no kidding. <clears throat> On the uh, same topic of uh, connectivity, sort of, uh, can I ask a question uh, from your point of view, tech-wise? What is the uh, impact of cell phone reception in, like, dense urban areas, like downtown in a big city? Does that affect cell phone service usually? Yeah, the, the yes. geography of the buildings physically destroy your line of sight to the towers. So you'll, if you get into a true metropolis, which we don't really have here in Phoenix, we, we sprawl, we build mm-hmm. out, not up. But I've been in – you guys visit Chicago pretty regularly. Yeah. Do you experience the, the drop not calls? Or the, no, the because repeaters they have are, it saturated. They have repeaters yeah. everywhere. Yeah, not, not that I've I was seen. in downtown Minneapolis last night, and I was like – I couldn't do anything on my phone. It was completely useless. It was like I was at PAX again. I was like, what well, in the hell is going yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, there's not only the line of sight issue, but then there's also just saturated. Right. Yeah, how much usage happening at that point in time. And the thing you learn about the digital towers, as we've all gone to digital services, is what they will do in times of heavy usage is deliberately turn down the wattage on the radio to drop. Right. Literally, the decision is made. We're going to drop all the devices that are further away so we have more bandwidth remaining for the people who are closer to the tower. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why you can be standing there and looking at your phone and you're not moving, nothing around you is changing and you go from five bars to no bars and what the hell just happened is the switch just decided, okay, there's too many subscribers on me. I'm jettisoning some of you yeah. so that the ones who are closer and have better signal, will, will, we will sacrifice you to save them. And that's just by design, these things do that as usage goes up. That's why the service goes to hell at rush hour when everyone gets in their car and gets on the phone to home or starts heavily using data to stream Pandora or whatever. The towers freak out and contract their service area. And your your only hope is if your provider has lots of towers that overlap even when they switch down to low wattage, mm-hmm. the other tower, you know, they're, they're trying to shift you over to a different tower to spread the usage spread out. Spread the love a little. But they don't have enough towers that are yeah. closely overlapping that you just get dropped. So you may have been falling victim to that. There's too many people in too small of an area to well, hitting the same tower. True. Yeah, I was right downtown, and there was billions of people out and about on a Saturday night in Minneapolis. So, well, that's our weird backdoor hope. Also, with these ISPs, is a cellular hotspot is becoming a viable option to even serve your home. There's some good wireless routers you can get if you're not a heavy, heavy internet user. You can get a Cradle Point router that will either let you load balance between your hardline provider and either fail over to your cellular or actually balance the traffic between them, or just use your cellular device as your internet when you're home. And I know a few people who are grandfathered into some of the old and unlimited data plans and will never let that go because they're hooking their device up to their cradle point router and using it as their home ISP. Nice. That maxes out at around 6 megabits. But still, but still, they're paying one bill right. for all their internet needs, and it just—it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Most people can't get away with that, um, but it's not bad to have that as a fallback. I keep intending to get a Cradle Point router just to have, just to have as an in case, as a rollover. One of the things I'm trying to do is get, um, as part of the expansion fundraiser, is get a kit for when we travel to conventions mm-hmm. that works well with the cellular amplifier and is a dedicated. Um, separate account 
that's a month-to-month thing where we're literally we just turn it on for the month we know we're going to be traveling. Yeah. Mm. Pay the forty bucks for that month, and then turn it off again at the end of the month. Right. So we only turn it on three or four times sure. a year, but it's a separate, discrete, dedicated device with good four G service that you know we don't have to sacrifice one of our phones to do it, mm-hmm. but it could be turned on with a phone call. Um, in case of oh, yeah, my internet's out, well, we'll just call T-Mobile up and right. turn it on for the month, and well, that's cool. That's so cool. yeah, just make sure to get two: one on GSM, one on CDMA. So like, get a Ting one and a T-Mobile one or something. Yeah. Well, they have those the um, some of the third-party carriers that that there's a couple of hybrid devices out there that will actually walk from one technology and network to the other, and you pay a single bill and it just magically works. Um, but they're rare. You have to be very selective about which device you pick and which and which provider is, because some of them have agreements with only one carrier, and even though the technology is capable of it, but you can find information on the internet to say, here is the perfect one to buy that will use AT&T if it's available, and then will fail over to Verizon, um, and you just pay this third party their bill, and they're almost always month to month, because these are the bottom feeder carriers of... Uh, who are all about, you know, here's your prepackaged phone, your prepackaged data device, month to month only, no contracts, no credit check. And so I've, I've looked at, at those, but T-Mobile's really winning the day with their, hey, we're not going to sign you up long term for anything, and we're everywhere. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, you can always call your buddies over Twit. They have the backpack they're always bragging about. It's like on every single day they carry it, they carry around when they go to the CES. That thing was a beautiful piece of technology because it's got enough bandwidth to stream high definition. And it's got modems from all the carriers in it, and it just finds. So it's it literally has 32 radios in it. That's awesome. And when it's when it's the the most deluxe version has 32 radios, and it was um, a pack of eight from each of the major providers. So they would all turn on, and they would just find the best pipe they could, and either combine them or interleave them or do whatever was necessary to get you enough bandwidth to stream high-definition video over the cellular network wherever you happen to be standing. That's so cool. It costs a crap ton of money every month, and the unit itself was like twelve grand, but it was completely holy. And I will never, ever have one. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I can dream. All right, we got to wrap it up. Thank you for calling in, guys, and contributing to the show. We appreciate it. Bye, guys. Uh, kicking to Where the are my pants? What? There are <laughs> pants? You guys haven't seen the Lego movie, have you? No, no. I have not had no, a chance. No, I to totally want to go see no, it, though. We're, we're totally taking the kids to see that one. <clears throat> there, uh, yeah, it's not much of a spoiler, but their favorite, everyone's favorite TV show in the Lego movie is a sitcom. Just that's just called "Honey, Where Are My Pants." <laughs> Alrighty then. And with that, on that bombshell, I'm hanging up on you. Spoilers! (laughs) Spoilers! You didn't tell me you wrote for the Lego movie. I know. Grail, you're sneaking out there and writing screenplays. Alright, you have been listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Alpha Geek Radio. Two hours of your life, you just aren't getting back in a good way. Thank you to all the volunteers from the research team. We appreciate your time and efforts in making the show as fun and interesting as it can be. You can always go to the forums and read all their good work there, including the stuff we don't have time to get to on the show. Just click on Community and go to the Casually Hardcore Research Team forum and drink it up. If you want to contribute to it, just send me uh, an email to the show at alphageekradio.com with your forum name and I'll get you right access to the forum so that you may add to the greatness that is there. 
You can find us on the internet in all kinds of places. You can follow us on Twitter. If you follow Alpha Geek Radio, you will get announcements when shows go live and just general station info. You can follow Casually Hardcore. We are Hardcore Casuals on Twitter. You can follow him, Izzy Grail. That's I-Z-Z-Y-G-R-A-I-L. Her, Daxa, C-H-D-A-K-S-A, not D-A-X-A. That's somebody entirely different. (laughs) And you can follow me on Twitter, GnomeWise, though I have no idea why you would want to. And me neither. I rarely tweet unless we're at a convention. But when you're at a convention, you send interesting stuff. Of course. You're just uh, a site-specific tweeter. Right, right. You can find us uh, via email, the show at alphageekradio.com. Check out the remaining days of the Indiegogo expansion fundraiser. I'd love it if we could make it over that stretch goal and implement these last uh, fun and interesting things. We have gotten some good advice and uh, not donations so much as donations of resources and that may allow us to do some of the higher tier uh, stretch goals with the funds we've already raised. So things like the podcast incubator and hosting for people who want to try their hand at podcasting may be coming about through other means than necessarily donations, but I'm getting fun and interesting information I didn't know anything about, and I'm learning new things, and more things may be possible than I thought. Wow, look at you. Hey, people people (laughs) come and say, hey, I can't give you money, but I can give you advice, or I can give you access to my Google Fiber and all kinds of fun. That's not bad. Yeah, Yeah, we'll take it. I will make you Uh jealous by showing you how good your internet could be if only you had Google Fiber. Right. (laughs) Like I do. Thanks. Um, so, all of those wonderful things. All right. And that's Eilid calling to tell me that she's on the ground. So Yay. let's wrap this up so that all I can right. call her. I have been Gnomewise. Uh, I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. I do by glancing at you sideways. I know. Why would you do that and messed them all up? I know. Because it was fun. <laughs> and I was distracted by my phone ringing. Yeah, exactly. And right. we are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.